Hello, this is your Polycast for Tuesday, May 12th, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. On today's edition, partisan differences over the best way to fight the pandemic emerge at the state capitol, and state workers may lose a pay raise. A bill that would put $300 million into coronavirus contact tracing in Minnesota is set for a House vote this week. The measure cleared a final committee yesterday. DFL Representative Tina Liebling of Rochester says it's a way to quickly alert people who may have been exposed to the virus. It does very little good to just test if we don't follow up with public health measures to control the virus. And uh, this is, I think, the pretty much the, I would say, the most important thing we can do now to um, get this under control and, very importantly, to restore confidence. The Minnesota Department of Health would use the money to hire thousands of contact tracers on a temporary basis, wage an awareness campaign, and help local officials in their case outreach. But Republican Representative Jerry Hurtas said it's not a wise use of money. The genie is out of the bottle. It's too late. There's too many people that have it. It won't serve any purpose. Contact tracing is supposed to work in tandem with expanded testing to find out where coronavirus is spreading. The Minnesota Senate has passed a bill that would allow businesses to reopen once they come up with a COVID-19 safety plan. The bill would get around restrictions imposed by Governor Tim Walz, who has pushed for a phased reopening. Republican Senator Andrew Matthews of Malacca says the bill isn't meant as an act of provocation. He says it's been a tough time for everyone. Whether you have someone that's been sick or has died from this illness, whether you are watching uh, your life savings that have been tied up in something go away, if you're struggling financially, there have been so many areas that this has impacted different people, and we're trying to find the best way forward. Most Democrats voted against the bill and said it would put health at risk at a time of rising COVID-19 cases and deaths. Minneapolis Senator Bobby Joe Champion was on that side. Now more than ever, now more than ever, Mr. President, we need to make decisions based on science and facts instead of rushing to open everything. The bill would require businesses to have plans that address social distancing, sanitation, and occupancy. Businesses that open without state permission would be shielded from any penalties. The bill doesn't have a viable House companion, but could become part of late-session negotiations. Governor Walls must decide this week whether to extend his stay-at-home order and his ban on eating in restaurants. A coalition of cities, businesses, and environmental groups is asking Minnesota lawmakers to provide at least $300 million for water infrastructure. Kirsty Marone has that. Members of the Fix the Pipes Alliance say the legislature should pass a bonding bill with funding to address aging sewer and water pipes and treatment plants. Some were built more than half a century ago and don't meet current environmental standards. The city of Two Harbors is seeking help for a $20 million replacement of its sewer treatment plant. It was built 65 years ago on the shores of Lake Superior, which is also the city's drinking water source. Luke Hakala is the plant's superintendent. Cities like Two Harbors aren't looking for a handout. We are willing to pay our fair share. With the population so small, we absolutely need help from the state to make this a reality. Alliance members say the projects would create more than 7,000 jobs statewide. The legislative session ends May 18th. I'm Kirsty Marone, Brainerd.
The Minnesota House has voted to ratify state employee contracts that would deliver salary increases at a time of a looming budget deficit. The DFL-backed bill passed yesterday. It also sets up a showdown with Senate Republicans who strongly oppose the raise. Tim Pugmire has more. The contract agreements with several collective bargaining units representing more than 50,000 employees were reached with the Walls administration long before the economic downturn triggered by the pandemic. Then the state had a $1.5 billion surplus. Now the projections show a $2.4 billion deficit. But DFL Representative Leon Lilly of North St. Paul said lawmakers should still approve the agreements which he described as reasonable. Lilly noted that many workers are on the front line of the pandemic. We know that these uh, our state workers are keeping us safe and healthy. They're our team, and these contracts were uh, negotiated in, uh, in good faith. The first year of the contracts, with a 2.25% salary increase, began last summer. The second year, with an additional 2.5% increase, begins this summer. The money for both was included in the two-year budget passed last session. DFL Majority Leader Ryan Winkler said lawmakers need to stand up for state workers. Now is not the time to go after those employees that we're counting on and go after the contracts that they have fairly bargained for. Layoffs and wage cuts are not going to help the economy. Nobody is going to be helped by more people making less money. But House Republicans oppose the bill. House Minority Leader Kurt Dowd said he's grateful for state workers, but under the current financial circumstances, he argued the contracts are no longer affordable. Dowd said approving contracts would be a slap in the face of unemployed Minnesotans. We cannot put our heads in the sand and pretend like this does not exist. We cannot continue on business as usual pretending like money that's not coming in is going to come in magically somehow. Senate Republicans are also opposed. Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka said ratifying the contracts with another raise scheduled to kick in July 1st would be irresponsible. Gazelka said he's willing to let last year's raise stand, but he's asked the Walls administration and the unions to renegotiate and forego this year's raise. We really would like to let them keep their raise from last year, and if they'll work with us, they can do that. But our only option at this point is to approve the contracts, which gives the raise in July, or to say no. And if that's my option, then it's going to be a definite no. If lawmakers fail to ratify the contracts, they would revert to the terms of the previous contracts, and state workers would see a pay cut. Gazelka said he's reached out to the Walls administration and the unions, but has not heard back. Time runs out on the contract debate on Monday when the legislative session ends. I'm Tim Pugmire. And that's your Polycast for this Tuesday, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News.